Hey there, podcast listener. I know that you as a loyal fan of the show would have probably already done this, but if you haven't, I'm going to need you to go to Amazon.com and I'm going to need you to buy my book, A Long Way Back to Zion, because uh, if you're if you're here, if you're a fan of the podcast, it's it's only the right thing to do at this point. Um, and when you buy it, I need you to leave a review on Amazon because for some reason that computer, the algorithm, the the ever watchful AI of the Amazon overlords, it really likes five star reviews. And the more reviews I get, the more we'll get the word out. So. Go to Amazon, buy the book, leave the review. Enjoy this episode of the Capo Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if I remember how to do this. It's been a long time, it feels like. A couple weeks at least. Um, welcome to the Capo Podcast. I was intending this year to do a lot more guest episodes and collaborations, um, but we've kind of missed connections the last couple weeks, and that hasn't been possible. Um, so I decided tonight we would throw in I needed to do some episode because it had been too long. It's been too long since I talked to you guys. So I want to do just a um, solo episode tonight. And I want to talk about just a couple concepts, basically. that Concepts that you should learn in school, but uh, a lot of people may have forgotten them. It sure seems like a lot of people have, or maybe never learn them in the first place. And with all of the craziness going on in our country and around the world, and we're moving into election season, which means things are going to get even wilder, I think now's a good time to talk about a few of these things because they are things that in our modern uh, country... It seems like we've forgotten them. And the first one I want to talk about is the idea of the rule of law. And this is something, this is basically going to be like a, I don't know, a 7th and 8th grade government lecture is what it's going to feel like. But I don't know, I feel like it's something people need to hear so they kind of remember it to some degree. But these are very basic ideas that are supposed to rule the country, or at least are supposed to be taught to everyone, so that we all kind of are starting from the same place when it comes to, you know, our political lives. And the first one, I think maybe the most important one, is the rule of law. And the rule of law is this belief uh, that law is the thing that rules the country and law being the the law that's written down not not just some whoever the king is and his whims or not ever not whatever the uh, whoever the tribe is that's the biggest and the strongest just does whatever it wants 
the rule of law means we live by a certain set of rules. And in America, at least in theory, at least in our, our romantic idea of what America is supposed to be, this is the law by which we are supposed to live. And I want you to, I don't know, imagine for a second that there is no law. There are no courts, there are no police, there are no legal protections in place for people. What does a world like that look like? Well, it, it looks like, I don't know, either savagery or something like the third world where just whoever the strongest guy is on the block with the most guns makes all the rules, or on the other side of that coin you have just complete tyranny where whoever's in charge just makes all the rules at a whim and they don't necessarily meet up with any sort of reason or morality. But in America, in our country, and in a lot of Western countries, we have this belief that we're supposed to live not under tyranny or under savagery, but under the rule of law. This means we have a rule book that we are all accountable to and that we're required to follow that rule book. And this rule book is public and open. And it isn't supposed to be changed on just the whims of whoever is in charge. Now, on a federal level, that's, you know, the Constitution, our, our set of laws in the country, and then on a state and local level, you have state and local laws, and that's the way we're supposed to operate. And the problem that we're running into is that more and more in the modern world, it seems like the rules are not applying to everyone equally. And I say it seems that way. It's most certainly at this point not that way. To anybody who's really paying any sort of attention, it's pretty clear that the rule of law, where everybody is equal under the law, doesn't seem to be the case anymore. And so I want to what I want to talk about tonight is why is that happening? And it appears to me that it is happening because there is a basis for this idea, and it's a basis that we have largely forgotten or abandoned. And the basis for the rule of law is natural law. And the natural law is the, the idea, the late Enlightenment idea, that we are created by a creator, by a god, um, with a certain sense of natural law. And this is what the founders wrote about in the Declaration of Independence, um, that we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, and that among those rights are life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and if you want to throw Locke in there, Locke said property. So, life, liberty, property, and or the pursuit of happiness. 
And these ideas are very simple, but they are predicated on the existence of something. And it's the existence of God. And in our culture, in our time, I would say the majority of people in America and the West do not believe in God, don't believe in God at all. And it is difficult, I would say impossible, to fully grasp what natural law means if you don't believe in God. And so we find ourselves at this place where we, we like to think we have this idea of the rule of law that is built upon the natural law, but in reality we really don't believe in natural law anymore because without God, without the Creator, there is no natural law. And if there is no natural law, well then, there really can't be the rule of law. Because the rule of law is this idea that there is this set of rules that are outside the alteration of humanity. At, at least outside the alteration, like humans aren't morally able or really aren't physically able to alter the natural law and the natural order. And we've completely abandoned that idea in the modern world. We do not believe anymore that humans are below or not equal to altering the rules, altering the law as when it comes to like the, the basis the the foundation of the law. We just don't believe that anymore. We believe that the humans, we, are the ones who have created all the laws. And because we have created all the laws, well, we can kind of do what we, what we want with them, right? Um, as long as there's a, a majority that agrees. And we'll get to more on majority here in a second. But, um... In the beginning of the country, when we had this idea of the rule of law, it was married to the idea of natural law. Now, John Adams said, The true idea of a republic is an empire of laws and not of men. And this has evolved through our civilization primarily as a protection for the everyday person. Because back in the old days, throughout, well, throughout all history, rich and powerful people, as a general rule, have always had power and influence to manipulate the laws to protect themselves. But it's the common people who have historically needed a system of the rule of law. Because without it, you have the, the law of the rulers, you have the tyranny, or you have the law of you know, social Darwinism, the f if you're not the fittest to survive, then, you know, get wrecked. And so we had these ideas, these rules of law, and we put them in the Constitution. The Constitution was meant to protect the rule of law. And that's why there's so many things in the Constitution and in the founding documents that are meant to protect the rule of law. You have uh, the Bill of Attainder, which was a law 
it it said you couldn't pass a law to single out one single person. We had ex post facto, which means the government cannot suddenly de- declare an action illegal and then punish people who have done that in the past. You have the trial by jury, you have search and seizure laws, due process, double jeopardy, freedom of speech, press, freedom of religion, and all these things, all these rights uh, have to do with the natural law. And we've, once again, we've gotten to this point where we've moved away from the natural law. And that's why I think you're starting to see kind of this disregard of the rule of law. Just for an example, take the ex post facto thing I said earlier. The government can't just uh, decide something is illegal and then punish people who, who did it before. Well, this is happening right now in the country with guns, with the ATF ruling on... Uh, stabilizing braces for pistols. If you bought an AR-15 with a stabilizing brace a few years ago when it was perfectly legal to do so, suddenly you have to either register that with the federal government or you have to destroy it or turn it in or you're going to become a felon. And that's an obvious uh it's an obvious breaking of and with the tradition of not passing ex post facto laws but we're at a time where we just don't care about that it, that anymore um and all of these rules and the things that were put in place to kind of protect them they're 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 to protect people from unfair treatment and revenge um it's really a check on the power of the majority who may want to ignore all the safeguards in order to get back at someone they don't like because and i don't think we have to really argue this people have a knee-jerk tendency towards rash action and revenge um and the caveat of all this is even before um, all this was written, even after all of it was written down and supposed to be followed, it's more important that everybody agrees and believes that this is how things should be done than it actually is to have it written down. Um, everybody has to kind of agree on this. Citizens must be committed to the idea of the rule of law and the principle of the rule of law for the rule of law to apply. And as I said before, this just isn't the case anymore. Um, When we find laws we believe are unjust, the idea is to, we're supposed to peacefully convince people that the law or laws need to be changed. And when you live under the rule of law, that's how things go. Um, But more and more, that's not the case. So, you either live under the rule of law, or you live under the law of rulers. And this goes back to the founding documents, the idea of natural law, the idea that humans have that inherent right, um, and the government can't take it away. And we just don't, we just don't live 
in that world anymore. And because we don't live in that world anymore, what people are going to have to come to terms with is that if we don't live in that world, and we don't, then we are moving toward something else. If everybody doesn't agree with the rule of law and the natural law anymore, it means that things are changing. And people don't like to admit this. People do everything they can to try to convince themselves that we still do live in this land where we actually, the majority of people, believe in the rule of law. And that's just not true anymore. And because it's not true, what everybody needs to kind of come to terms with is we're moving toward either tyranny or savagery. And this is something I've talked about in earlier episodes. Um, I did a whole episode called Tyranny or Sa- Tyranny and Savagery. Um, the title of the second book of my series is Tyrants and Savages. It's an idea that I've talked about a lot, so I won't just dive back into it. But what you, if you're somebody that's out there that's listening and is kind of new here, what you need to kind of come to terms with is this is where we're heading and you need to, I don't know, you need to stop lying to yourself and telling yourself that everything is the same as it was before and that we're really not going this way and everything's, you know, for your kids, everything's going to be the same as it was for you and for your parents and grandparents. That's just, it's just not true. It's just not where we are anymore. And the sooner you come to terms with it, the better you can prepare your family and your children for the world we are moving toward. And that world offers a lot of new problems that you're going to have to learn how to navigate and teach your family how to navigate. And if you're not doing that, you're going to have a rude awakening, I think, at some point in your life. Um, but anyway, um, along with the rule of law, something else that has kind of been forgotten is uh, another idea called popular sovereignty. And I want to touch on this one real quick. It won't take long, but uh, this is another kind of American idea. And it's the idea that people exist independently from their government and their institutions, and that the people communicate their will and their ideas by way of their laws and their constitution. And because of this, the government itself is not allowed to claim that they speak with the voice of the people, because the voice of the people is only found in the written constitution or constitutions of the state, and the government can only exercise power if it's been granted by those documents. And just like the rule of law, this is something that we left in the rearview mirror already, but people are just now starting to wake up to that reality. Um, in the beginning of the country, the idea that was was that you had independent states that have had a sovereign existence within a larger united federal government. And in fact, when they were arguing for the Constitution, the Federalists spent a lot of time assuring the states that they would retain their sovereignty. 
And that really, in the history of a lot of countries, that hadn't been tried very often, if at all. Um, and the idea of sovereign states retaining their sovereignty but coming together under a, under a unified kind of federalist government really hadn't been uh, done. That's why you have the United States and not the United State. Um, it was meant to create this balance between very different states and cultures and then more local level governments and cultures with the new emerging national culture. And the job of the courts was to maintain the balance of state versus federal power. Just like the rule of law, we're rocketing away from this at breakneck speed um, over the past several generations. And I think the argument can be made we've, we've been moving away from this since the Civil War. But uh, especially in recent years, you see where we're moving away from this. Uh, people who are in the, in the majority don't think any states that are in the minority deserve to hold any sort of autonomy or make their own laws. And that's... Who, buddy? That's going to cause some problems that people haven't really wrapped their mind around yet. But uh, I think they'll start to do that in the coming years. So that's the idea of popular sovereignty. I don't want to go into it a lot deeper than that, but it's it's something you learned in school that, that this is what America had. America had popular sovereignty and the rule of law, but uh, that's not the world you're living in anymore. That's just not the case. So that kind of brings me to the last point I wanted to, to cover in this short solo episode, because all of this leads to, if we're not going to be under the rule of law, uh, what are we going to be under the rule of? And what it's going to be is democracy. And I hear you out there saying, well, I thought, you know, what are you talking about? I thought democracy was a good thing. And you're, uh, well, you're wrong. But uh, let me tell you why you're wrong. Um, when our founding legal structures were put into place, it was understood by everyone that uh, individual and state freedoms and rights were more important than the idea of democracy. In modern times, the word democracy has taken on this new and eternally positive connotation that does not really line up with the historical realities of actual democracies. John Adams once said that democracies never last. He said that they waste, they exhaust, and they murder themselves. And that there was never a democracy that didn't end up committing suicide. And I talked about this, I touched on it last time, in the last episode, I think we kind of ended on this idea. But uh, there's this battle between individual rights and democracy that Americans just don't really want to have. Um, and so I'll start off by saying you've been told for the last several decades that you live in a democracy and that America is this great democracy. And it, it isn't. America isn't a democracy. It wasn't meant to be a democracy. 
Um, but the word democracy has been thrown around a lot. And the implication is always that we should be more democratic and that America should be more of a democracy. And true democracy, it's majority rule. It means that everyone votes and whatever the majority says becomes law. So we, we are throwing away the rule of law for the rule of the majority. We're throwing away the natural law, the natural law of God, for whatever the majority decides. That means everyone votes, and even if they decide something that is completely adverse to the natural law, that supplants the natural law and becomes law. Um, it's almost always people on the left end of the political spectrum that say America should be... They're, they're always crying about how we're a democracy and democracy is the, the greatest good that ever was. They, they replace God with democracy. And there's a reason why they do that. And it's pretty simple. It's because currently there are more Democrats than Republicans, basically. And Democrats favor democracy. Republicans favor a public. You starting to see how those names work a little bit? Um, the problem with true democracy is that the majority rules all the time, even if it's at the expense of the minority, even if it's ex at the expense of the natural law or God's law. That means even if it violates popular sovereignty, even if it viola violates the constitution, even if it violates the rule of law, the majority always wins. Um... And as I said earlier, it's it's this idea that you're either under a rule of law or you're under the law of rulers. And democracy is a system of rulers. So some people are going to argue that the definition of democracy doesn't exactly mean majority rule all the time, even at the expense of the minority. But there aren't a lot of good historical examples of democracies that haven't encroached on individual rights at the behest of the majority. So, basically, democracy has become this fancy buzzword that politicians use to make it sound warm and fuzzy and nice. They have loosened the definition to the point where it's just a sentimental word. One person, one vote. That sounds great if you are a three-year-old. Um, if you are, if you are the, uh, if there's three people and two of them vote to take all your money and kill you if you resist, that's democracy. And it's a, it's a political ideology that sounds great to toddlers. But, uh, anybody who, who has any sort of critical thinking skills will immediately see the problems with democracy unless they unless they're in the majority in which they will feel like they are somehow morally superior and have the right to do whatever they want. And I think the biggest struggle in the country right now is between people who who kind of defend the idea of individual rights and the rule of law versus those people who want just true democracy, 
who want to pass whatever they want as long as they get the majority rule. There's a certain side of the political spectrum, the left, that wants to wield the power of the federal government to impose their views on everyone, all the states, all the localities, um, no matter whether those states or localities really want to, to pass the same laws as the majority of the country. And that's not me being biased. That's what they are promising to do every day on the news, on Twitter, on social media. That is what the base wants. I'm not putting words in their mouth. This is what they are saying. This is what they want. Um, and it's a, uh, this is the problem of our time, really, I, I think. I think the problem is our, of our time is this, is going to be the replacement of the rule of law and the natural law with democracy, true democracy, the majority rule, and whatever the majority decides, they get. Um, and the, the darkest part of that is something I've also touched on a whole bunch of times before, and that's that the the majority in our country right now leans really hard to the left. And so hard to the left that they really flirt with Marxism a lot. And if you study any sort of history, you would know that the history of kind of leftist Marxist governments does not really turn out very well for those people in the minority, like, you know, the kulaks in Bolshevik Russia doesn't go great for them. Um, and so, again, the whole purpose of the episode is to explain all of these, the, these words you hear all the, all the time, these, these political ideas you hear all the time and kind of put them into perspective with where we are now, today, as a country. Because if you don't ever think about them, if you don't ever really, you know, ruminate on any of this, you aren't going to kind of see where all this is headed. Because everybody on the one side seems to think that they're pushing us towards this this glorious utopia where everything's going to be sunshine and happiness and we're going to stop global warming and we're going to outlaw all the assault weapons and everything is going to be great all the time and we're going to live in a perfect great country when in reality what they're pushing us toward is an armed conflict on the american continent that will it will pale most civil wars in history as far as how awful it will be. And I don't think people quite understand that on either side. Um, that if there is some sort of conflict in the country, if these if these things start getting worse, like like uh, today there was a there was a shooting in Nashville where a transgender person, um, a transgender terrorist went into a Christian school and murdered three nine-year-old children and three adults. And if we keep going down this road of political violence, um, no matter which side you're on, 
whether you are on the right or on the left, or whether you think you are in the middle, if you're in the middle, you're going to be pulled one way or the other. If you're on the right or on the left, if things do get bad enough where the violence escalates, there's not going to be any hiding from it. Um, and it's not going to go the way that everybody thinks it's going to go. Both sides have this romantic idea of what it's going to look like if if there is some sort of conflict and they think that suddenly their side is just going to take control and everything's going to be glorious. It's going to be the worst damn thing you've ever seen. It's going to be horrific. It it might be as bad as some of the African civil wars that just, I don't know, go read a little bit about, uh, about Rwanda. Go read a bit, a little bit about the, the, uh, civil wars that have taken place in Africa or in Europe or the eastern the eastern block of Europe it's not glorious there's nothing glorious about civil war at all there's nothing glorious about war for that matter and the what we're moving towards is is very dark and i don't think people quite respect how uh how dark it is. So that's where I'm going to leave you. Um, hopefully next week or the week after that, I can get together and we'll have another guest episode. Uh, maybe I'll bring brother Ben back on and some other people and we can have a more sunshiny discussion until then. Thanks for your time. I'll see you next time on the capo podcast. Mm -hmm.